Hello and welcome to Weird Things and Wine, the show where we sip wine and talk about all things weird. My name is Tash. And my name is Mia. And today we will be talking about Area 51. Shall we jump right into it? I think we shall. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Area 51, also known as Paradise Ranch, Groom Lake, or Homey Airport, is a classified government facility kept deep in the Nevada desert. This base is supposedly used as a testing facility for military aircraft, but many suspect that there may be more to that story. Could the government possibly be hiding aliens among the sand dunes and cacti? Let's talk about it. I thought this would be a, a good place to start because, like, everybody knows a bit about it. It's kind of like a classic, but I like I didn't really know that much besides what I'd listened to on podcasts before. on other podcasts on other podcasts, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're probably gonna end up on a government watch list anyways. We Which might is as well so fun get it out of the way, right? <laughs> start early, yeah. So a bit of the backstory about Area Fifty One is that they called it Paradise Ranch partly to attract people, like, high-level scientists and stuff to work there. Can make it sound like a nice place, yeah. right? So it was founded in 1955, after World War II, um, when President Eisenhower was in charge. I feel like I should have learned more about him in school. I feel like we didn't learn anything about <clears throat> anything in school. Fair. Yeah. That's very fair to say. <laughs> So, ever since Ooh. then, people have reported seeing, like, weird UFOs and stuff in the sky. And they said that it was created as a way to, as a place to test military spacecraft and stuff, so it makes sense that people would see weird things in the sky. That's true. It would make sense. Yeah. Or it could be just a way to cover... We're gonna get into the conspiracies already. <laughs> it could be a way to cover it up, so people are like... Oh, of course they're seeing weird things. It's just military stuff, but actually it's aliens. Really? Yeah. Don't be fooled, people. It's what aliens. you're seeing is aliens. Theoretically. <laughs> so even though it was started in 1955, they didn't actually, the government didn't actually come out and say that it existed until 2013. That is like 63 years of oh my God. secrecy. It's actually not. I was impressed by so... your math skills there, but now I'm not. No, they're, they're not. Yeah, I'm not up to. That was how many years? We don't need to math it, do we? What's five minus three minus five? (laughs) Three minus five would actually be eight. So it's actually fifty-eight years. It's it actually might be fifty-eight years. I again, we didn't learn anything in school, so (laughs) if this isn't a test of that, okay. Anyways, it's been quite a few years that they kept it secret. Good way to put it. People, like, suspected that it existed, though. It was in movies and stuff. I think it was in- Independence Day. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that it's one. Good. <gasps> I'm gonna add that. Yeah, it's good. I think that they talked about Area 51 in there, or they had, like, references to it. So people knew about it, and it was well in the public con- consciousness that it existed. So Area 51 is extremely restricted. Nobody's allowed to go near it or in it. You're not even supposed to fly over it mm-hmm. with drones or, like, any sort of aircraft. Even though, like, aircraft and stuff isn't allowed to fly over it, I have seen aerial pictures of it, so I don't know how that works. I'm kind of wondering if any aerial pictures are taken from, like, the, um, space... Not spaceships. Um, like, the space shuttles? Like no, the, I mean them satellites. The space satellites. Because <laughs> can you really control the path? Because doesn't gravity control their path? That's probably true. Also, it's like government stuff, so they probably wouldn't mind if they're taking tr- pictures. If if it's a if it's a U.S. <laughs> government satellite, you are probably correct. yeah okay. But yeah, you can easily find aerial photos, so I don't understand why it's a thing. Oh, do you think that the aerial photos could be a, a hoax? They're trying to say, look, these are the photos that we have taken of Area 51, so you know, nothing spooky's going on yeah, here. Yeah, probably. Ooh. You're probably right. Although, I do think that most of Area 51 is underground. Yes. Yeah. There's no proof for that, but I also have an inkling. There's no proof for most <laughs> of this. <laughs> Just the fire in my heart. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So yeah, like, there's apparently an invisible runway that if you spray water on it, like, you can land your planes. That's cool. So I don't know what they do. Does it rain in the desert? Is that... Again, we didn't learn anything. Does it drought in the desert? It probably rains, like, a little bit. I guess it probably doesn't matter. a very small amount. They probably have installed a special feature on the plane where they fly overhead first and drop some water, and then they 
tip, like, you know, Probably. circle around. And- yeah. Workers are actually flown in from Las Vegas, and they don't actually stay there. They're flown in from the Vegas airport every day. Weird. At least yeah. not the Denver airport. It's a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> cool. I just have the Majestic 12 highlighted in purple, which means it's important and I need to talk about it. So. Okay. Majestic 12 sounds kind of like the Paradise Ranch uh, theory <laughs> where they're trying to make it sound like a really great group of people that actually probably weren't so great. Mm, probably not. They were <laughs> They were um, a group of high-level scientists and military people. Oh. Um, that was, they were banded together after the Roswell incident, Ooh. and Majestic 12 is basically a um, level in the government. You know how they have, oh, like, okay. different yeah. levels? And Majestic 12 means that you can, like, know most things. Dang. You know? Yeah. So, like, the president is not Majestic 12 level. Because he doesn't know everything. He doesn't know anything. Speaking of Majestic 12, a man by the name of Bob Lazar apparently had that status. Do you know who Bob Lazar is? I should. Okay. This is pretty <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> so, he came forward in 1989... And he claimed to be a former employee of Area 51. He didn't work there very long, only a couple years. But um, a bit of the background of Bob Lazar is that as a teen, he apparently built jet engines and attached them to his bikes and his cars. He kind of sounds like a bit of genius here. Yeah. He also made a particle accelerator in his room. So I'm sorry? I don't even really know what a particle accelerator Neither is. Do I. I'm just so. mind-blowing at, like what it sounds like. <laughs> so I don't... He made it in his room, which is pretty crazy. Um, so he was basically a genius growing up, or at least... Yes. This is according to his mother. Okay. Maybe a little bit askew, but... A little bit askew, but... There's a basis for it somewhere. Yeah, and I think there's, like, video evidence of his jet engine vehicles and stuff, so we know those exist, at least. Whoa. So we know he's a smart he's guy. A cool kid. In 1989, he had an interview with George Knapp, who is a pretty famous, um, investigator, reporter, investigative reporter, Mm -hmm. um, and he gave the interview under a fake name, which was Dennis. An alias. Yeah. And he was in shadow the entire time, so you couldn't really make out his face. But then a few months later, he actually came forward as himself, kind of more, Hmm. it's kind of weird, but I think it was mostly as a way to ensure his safety. Oh, ensure his safety. Yeah. Okay. So everybody knew who he was, so if he went missing or something happened to him. So in this interview, he said that his job at Area 51 was to reverse engineer alien technology into military use. Now that is a statement. It's wow. pretty out there. So he said that the government had nine alien spacecrafts and that he worked on one, which he called the sport model. There's also some evidence that, or not evidence, there's some claims that the um, spacecraft were actually given to the government in a sort of exchange program with the aliens, so... <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, apparently they exchanged some astronauts for spacecraft, so they're not all just artifacts that we've, that have landed here for some reason, although... Mm. There probably is some yeah. claim that... Like Roswell. Roswell yes. is one of the ones So yes. apparently they have... That crash-landed, or somehow... Yeah. Well, the claim is that it crash-landed. That's a whole other podcast. That is a whole other podcast. I started taking notes on that, and then I realized it's just too much. (laughs) That's, like, a whole other thing. (laughs) Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of evidence to back this up, besides the diagram. Oh, the diagram! Yeah, so that's what he said the alien spaceship looked like. It's even signed by him. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Also, I love how he outlined it in a heart. That's just, that's super that's Isn't it sweet. cute? <laughs> I think he's saying that the gravity was, yeah. went up and around, but I don't really know how gravity works. So. <laughs> I really don't know exactly what's going on here. To kind of describe the diagram a little bit, mm-hmm. at the bottom, there's what are gravity amplifiers, apparently. Amplifiers? Yeah. And then there's a reactor in the middle of the aircraft. That must be the pole thing. That's the pole thing. And it's like a waveguide. A waveguide? Okay, that's I don't really know what a waveguide is. Well, there's wavelengths (laughs) in light. 
Mm-hmm. And in sound. <laughs> <laughs> and probably gravity, too. I don't understand what he was doing here. It would be super easy to come up with many theories on exactly how the spacecraft works. I'm assuming, actually, because isn't it said that in, in sightings, people often say that they've seen a series of lights. So could that be these um, gravity amplifiers when they react with gravity they amplify it so much that somehow it affects the light spectrum and causes said lights that they see because it looks like they might be in a circular formation at the bottom here that's really interesting i hadn't thought about that he said that the spacecraft was 16 feet tall and 52 feet in diameter so 16 feet, if I am, oh my gosh, if I'm 5 foot 10, that's literally four of me. It's actually slightly less than four of me. What? It's a little less than three oh of you. Gosh. So. I know how to math. Back to the task at hand here. So that's like three of me, let's say. Yeah, you're, okay, yeah. Plus a foot. No. Not a foot. Not a no, foot. No. I'm tall. Plus a couple inches. Which is pretty darn tall. And 52 feet in diameter, so it was a lot big, lot, lot longer than it yeah. was tall. He did say that the seats that were there were too small for an adult human. Interesting. Yeah. So they either had small children flying <laughs> said aircraft or actual aliens. Aliens. With a different shape. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed that the um, spacecraft worked because of an anti-gravity reactor. That's how they flew. And he said that the it ran on element 115, which is a super heavy element that's not found on Earth. Can we name elements that aren't found on Earth? Is that something that we do? Well, he didn't actually have proof that he that that, th- that exists. Element. Yeah, so it's just kind <laughs> of speculation that he's saying, "Oh yeah, element 115, that that's a thing." Didn't you guys learn that in school? <laughs> yeah. So I think that the name, like, calling it Element 115 is kind of just, like, an arbitrary thing that he said. Okay. One of his more outlandish claims, I think, is that, not that I don't believe it, is that human-alien contact had gone on for over 10,000 years. Much like the very first claim that he made, this is also quite the statement. It's a little bit out there. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he said that these were gray aliens from the star system Zeta Reticuli. Do you think that he actually would have explained where that star system is? We know that the star system exists. Oh, we do? Yeah, oh. so star system does exist. <laughs> it is a thing. Okay. I don't think that there's any real proof that aliens exist there, but it is a thing. Okay. Okay. Don't listen to me. Well, my notes aren't very conclusive. <laughs> So, the, yeah, the gray aliens, they're kind of, like, there's different types of aliens. There's the lizard people aliens, for one thing. Right. Yeah, the tall whites, I think, which are tall white yeah. aliens, I think. Yes. There's, like, insect aliens in the shape of praying mantises. Mantisai? terrifying. That would be mantis. so terrifying. They're scary creatures. They are so like, creepy looking. Earth. They are so creepy looking. Do you know how they mate? I'm, I'm sorry. I This is a p- an important fact to understanding why they're so creepy. They are so creepy. Yes. Because they rip each other's heads off okay, after they... Okay, you do know why. <laughs> Let's hope that those aliens do not... Um, do not take any inspiration from the mantis here on Earth. Hopefully. It's kind of weird, though, because if you think about it that way, maybe the aliens landed and left their little baby... Mantisai. I think that's worse. So the praying mantises is what we're saying. What we're saying is that praying mantises derived from aliens <laughs> that have evolved over ten thousand years of being here on the earth. That's what we're saying. Tiny creatures. That that's those are facts. There's the proof. There's the proof right there. So yeah, the gray aliens are supposed to be a smaller subset of alien races that are tiny, like child size. Oh yes. Okay. Hence the child size seats. Yeah. Bob Lazar also claimed that he has a master's degree in physics from MIT and a master's degree in electronic technology from Caltech. Do we know how old he is? He made his statement in 1989, excuse me, so at that point he was old enough to have 
graduated from both of these schools with a master's degree, which is the, like, you can't get better than a master's degree. Can you? <laughs> I don't think you can. I think he was in his 30s when he worked at Area 51, supposedly. Oh, okay. Um, but that doesn't really matter, because apparently no. there's no evidence of either of oh. these existing. Wow. Okay. Just yeah. kidding. I almost Googled it for no reason. <laughs> so, no evidence that he went to Caltech or MIT, but hmm. um, that could be a thing that the government covered up as a way to discredit him. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so, he would have received a certificate or something from graduating from there, right? <laughs> yeah. You would think that he'd have, like, a degree, right? You get a piece of paper that says... Some people get it framed. Some people get it... I get it framed. If I did however many years it takes to get a master's degree, that thing is going on my wall. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) But he's never produced any evidence of that existing. Do you think it could have been put into his... I'm assuming he probably had to sign some sort of NDA with the government before he started to work at Area 51. Yeah. Would it be possible that they could have included... Um, in there that he needed to get rid of his certification. I didn't even or think all about of that. His, I'm thinking more along the lines of like <clears throat> spy movies that I might have seen in the past <laughs> where they make you or the characters in the movie mm-hmm. have to lose their identity in order to become a part of this group so that nothing can be traced back to them if something goes awry. I this didn't is, think about that, but that's likely, I think. This isn't quite the same as a spy movie. Um. (laughs) No, but spy movies get their inspiration from real life, right? That's true. Thank you for backing me up on this. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I didn't think about that, but that could very well... I don't think he's ever said that or anything, but maybe he can't or else the government will kill him. We don't know. The government... If he was afraid of that, he shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) Yeah, if he was that scared of the government Uh. coming after him... Yeah, so these universities have come forward and said there's no way to erase somebody from our system, but, I mean, if the government wants to do it, the government will do it, you know? Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) People have claimed that they knew him while he was attending these schools. Like, his friends and his mother, they say, yeah, he, he went to these schools. And if you think about it, he was kind of, it seems like he was kind of a child genius. And he's obviously a very smart guy now, so what was he doing for all those years yeah. if he wasn't going to school. It'd be very difficult to think that he wouldn't have gone to school because anyone who's a genius seems to know that they should go to school to further fine-tune their... Yeah. Saying all that that I've said about Bob Lazar, yes, he does seem smart and he does seem... Like, there's a lot to back up what he's saying in my mind, but he's um, also... <laughs> had a few run-ins with the law that we should probably talk about. Oh, yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. we should. So, in 1990, he was actually arrested for involvement in a prostitution ring. What a cool dude. Wow. Not not voting well for Bobby. (laughs) not a good look, Bob. Wait a second. Yeah. He came up with the claim in 1989, and in 1990... Two years later, he was arrested. Two years? You're right. <laughs> Let me try that again. Folks, it was one year between when he made his statement and actually was arrested for his involvement in illegal activities. <laughs> A prostitution ring of all things. So he was ordered to do 150 hours of community service, stay away from brothels, and undergo psychotherapy. That is a very harsh punishment, isn't it? I don't honestly remember what he did with the prostitution ring. I think he started... He helped some people start a brothel, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. He's also not intimidating. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen a picture of him, but he's not a scary-looking guy. I honestly was very shocked when I heard about this. In 2006, Bob Lazar and his wife, Joy White, were actually charged with shipping restricted chemicals across state lines. Which is also not great. Yeah, he's getting a bit of a bad rep here. Um, Yeah. So those are things that happened. Anyway, I did watch... He has a documentary out on Netflix, and I did watch it. 
Um, it has a very dramatic beginning. There's, like, a monologue. So this means that you need to have your wine prepared before <laughs> you sit down and press play. Yeah, and then you'll enjoy it a lot more. Yes. So it just starts with a dramatic monologue about how futile human existence is, basically. They said, and I quote, I hate to break it to you, but the earth is not the center of the universe, unquote. Just to make you feel small. <laughs> Just to make you feel small. <laughs> Would I be able to add a slight <clears throat> note here? Yeah. If my math is correct, between 1990 and 2006, it was 16 years where he <laughs> didn't do anything illegal. And I don't, I don't, do you fully believe that he didn't do anything illegal or that he just didn't get caught doing anything illegal? Well, it's weird to me that those things were not at all related, it seems. Yes. Yeah. That is what I thought as well. I don't know. I will say that while I was watching the documentary, he did seem very genuine and he seemed like the type of person who could be easily manipulated by other people, mm. like pushed around a little. Mm-hmm. Which maybe doesn't bode well for his point that aliens exist at Area 51, but it... Um, it really could go both ways. It could, yeah. <laughs> but he did seem like... A genuine... Yeah. Hmm. Um, during the intro to this um, documentary, and he's having the monologue, the filmmaker is apparently texting with Bob, who is actually being raided by the FBI at that moment. Okay, this is quite this this start to this doc this documentary. They just hit the ground running. You yeah, are nothing. Bam! Yeah. I'm being raided <laughs> by the FBI. It was kind of funny because he was just like texting with him, and and like there were exclamation points. Bob was like, "I'm being raided by the FBI," and it was very. Oh, he was just like, "What?" Real. Yeah, he was like brushing his teeth, and he's just texting back like, "What?" Uh, dude, <laughs> What's are going you on? okay? Okay, and he was like texting with I think it was George Knapp, being like, "Oh my God, Bobby's getting raided." So apparently they have, like, searched his house for Element 115 to see and if he had any. Clearly not found any. They spend most of this documentary trying to prove that Bob Lazar is telling the truth, but they oh. do say, and I quote, this story is extraordinary, especially if it is true. So it's, like, props to them for acknowledging hmm. that it might not be. That is a good way to phrase it. Yeah. Even though they're trying to, like... Prove that it is true. Yeah. And he also, Bob Lazar also said something interesting in this documentary. He said that he, he claims, claims that he doesn't like being in the public eye and that he doesn't make any money from this, so why would he lie? He said, quite frankly, I could make up a better lie. Could you? Also, like, you don't make any money from it. Like, I'm sure he made money from that documentary and his house was and pretty from nice. The interview. Yeah. Like, he's right? probably made money from this. Also, from his illegal activities. That's also true. He would have made money from both. Well, yeah. one for sure. Yeah. The other one he got caught, so perhaps not. Perhaps not. <laughs> Unless he continued with his nefarious deeds. This is true. You know, we have 16 years here where there's do. nothing documented. Who knows? Although, I've gone 16 years of my life without committing a crime. Have you? <laughs> I mean, minor crimes, maybe. I ran a stop sign once. <laughs> I don't think I'd be arrested for that. So, moving on from Bob Lazar. Yes, okay. This, moving on. Yeah, this next part is pretty crazy. I've never heard of this before, but I heard it on one podcast and I watched one documentary. So now I feel like I'm an expert. I'm so ready for your <laughs> expert um, knowledge. Okay, so we're going to be talking about EBEs, which stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity, basically aliens. Fancy name. So in July 1996, a man by the alias Victor came forward and he had a video that he supposedly had smuggled out of Area 51 that showed an alien that was from Roswell being interviewed. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. It might not have been Roswell. It might have been part of the alien exchange program, but I think that might be a little bit too crazy for our first podcast, so <laughs> I have heard that it's from Roswell and also okay. the other way, so conflicting reports. This is the one that we're going with for now. <laughs> So, Victor, he didn't want his face revealed, but he did give an interview in Shadows. Okay. Um, did he also have a, a mumbled, or like a voice change? Yeah. Okay. So, he did seem too scared to give that much info, though. He kept on saying, I will cut off this interview if you ask me that again. 
and things like that. That's kind of a mean thing to say. He seemed a little rude, but I understood that he was, he seemed very scared while he was giving the interview. Why would you give an interview, though? You know what? I don't know. I'm not gonna judge. Could be a hoax. Anyways. (laughs) So he would not say whether he worked there or not, but he said that they could test the tape, um, but that it was just a copy of a tape. It wasn't Mm, the original. Okay. He didn't say how he got a hold of it or anything like that. He... Okay. For his protection. For his protection. No doubt. I think I should show you the tape. Oh, do you actually have the tape? I have. I okay. I, I watched the documentary, so I re, I took a video of the part where you actually see the oh, alien being interviewed. Okay. Oh my goodness! It has no sound though. It's just um background music. Okay. So he took away the sounds from the copy hmm. of the tape, so as to protect the identity of the people who were involved. Oh, uh, that does make sense now. So you don't actually get to hear the alien speaking, which is kind of disappointing. Okay. Wow, that was crazy. Yeah. I actually don't know what to say about that. I have more. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, so we kind of explained what was happening there. Okay. Um, So the tape was tested for authenticity, but they couldn't really find any uh, tampering in the actual tape itself besides Mm -hmm. the removal of the audio credibility there. Some people have said that it doesn't look very realistic and that the alien could be a puppet of some sort. That's initially what I thought when the video first started Mm -hmm. to play. I'm thinking of the, um, like, the dinosaurs that they have now that walk around the streets and, like, not lunge at people, but, like, look at people and move their head. Yeah. almost mimics that you can kind of tell that something's a little weird but yeah also could just be weird because it's a form that we've never laid eyes on before and therefore it you know we don't know how it moves so in in the picture or in the video it was kind of weird because like you could only really see his top part of his head until they started shining lights on him Mm -hmm. it also almost looked like there's something might have just been my eyes, but was there something blocking him? Or, like, like a desk or something? Like a black line that blocked him from, like, about here? Kind of like this when the video... Okay, yeah. you can't see what I'm <laughs> trying to show, um, Tash. Like, there was a diagonal black line across his body that blocked most of him. I think part of that was the desk that they had the microphone, uh, I think it was, on. Um, he was also behind a glass partition for his protection because the aliens have ac- actually eradicated all forms of microbial disease, apparently. So he was behind this glass partition to kind of keep him protected from our germs. And then they just went in and touched him. Yeah, when he started having issues. Um, okay, not the best yeah. idea. It's also <sighs> kind of hard to see because it's all shadowy and dark because uh, the they their eyes are basically just the pupil, right? They have an insensitivity to light. So, can I ask a question? Yeah. If, because from what was just said, that they had found a way to eradicate, the alien, sorry, the species, had found a way to eradicate all, you know, forms of bacteria, would it not be more logical to think, then, that they can handle themselves and he could have solved his own issue rather than the human's like, coming into his face and dis- dispersing our germs onto him. Yeah. The way they handled it was kind of I don't weird. feel good about it. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> great about it. Um, And there was that glowy thing that you saw that was kind of on the desk bouncing. Yes. That was actually a heartbeat monitor. So it was monitoring the alien's heartbeat. So this is assuming that he only has one heart. Whoa. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. I don't know how many hearts they have weird doctor who has two doctor who time lords have two hearts do other aliens have two hearts do we know because that autopsy video is fake is it fake i'm pretty sure i'm not surprised like (laughs) yeah dreams crushed dreams crushed so what happened in the interview we're talking about it you can't actually see the interview you can look it up yeah there is a documentary that's about like an hour and a half um talking about the ebe's and if you fast forward through that, you can see the um, interview. I couldn't really find much more than that, though. So, I don't know, maybe the government's keep covering it up. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's also a pretty old tape. It's from, um, 
Well, when did he come forward? It's from 1996, basically. Oh. Or the late 90s. Yes. So it's not a very new one. Technology wasn't what it is today. It was not. <laughs> so, so the EBE stopped communicating co coherently and a medical team came to help. They didn't really seem to be doing their job that well. Um, no. They just shined a bunch of bright lights in his pupils and wiped his mouth. It was interesting to see, though, because when Victor was talking about it, he seemed pretty, like, choked up about it. Like, he didn't like what they were doing to the alien. So he... He knew that what they did was probably not right. They shouldn't have come in. They sh mm -hmm. shouldn't have shined lights in his eyes. I think no. that's what gets me the most. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to see? It's just black. You can't really see there anything. Are you checking for pupil dilation? It's yeah. like all pupil. Hello? <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting to see that he was very... He seemed choked up about it. Yeah. He seemed like he cared about the alien. He would have known... Actually... Well, we don't really know very much about Victor, but I guess it is possible that he could have been someone on the team that communicated with the alien it's and saw possible. what happened minutes after those moments that were caught on tape. Yeah. Um, so this isn't the only time that they interviewed him. They actually interviewed him quite a bit. Apparently he lied quite a bit, which I think okay, is funny. not such a poor alien anymore. <laughs> Good for you. I can't imagine that they treated him that well, but... I hope that they realize that if they were that mean to him, he had friends who would come Yeah. Shoot him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right? I would hope that they understood. It's quite important that they treated him well. I hope so. I kind of feel bad for him. He's cute. Well, he's not that cute. He was scary at first, but he <laughs> grows on you. He does. He, I'm sure in real clip. life he has a really sweet face. Yeah, well... And sweet voice. Anyways. <laughs> so... They weren't super great at, um, the EBEs are not super great, apparently, at communicating verbally. So they actually communicated through pictures and telepathy. Telepathy? Yeah, so the government actually had to have telepaths come in to, like, communicate with these aliens. Whoa. Yeah. So in that clip that you saw, the interview, the person interviewing him is actually the telepath. Oh. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Kind of mind-blowing right now. Okay. They did find out while, um, they did apparently find out <laughs> while interrogating him that he was actually a chlorophyll-based life form, which is what plants are. Chlorophyll, yes. Yeah. So apparently he actually gains energy from the sun. So they kept him in a dark room. That's what they did. Government sucks. It's not looking well for the government. Don't Gotta stay here. There are some facts. Um, yeah. Maybe not. So, this is this does not pertain to any information, but do you think that if he comes from chloroform, do you think that he could possibly have any effect on, like, life? Like, if they placed a plant beside him that was wilting... And because he has telepathy powers, and he also is from chlorophyll, do you think there's any possibility that he could somehow convert his energy into a form that could help this plant? That is an interesting thought. It sounds I mean, very stupid, but it popped into my head and I needed to say it. Well, no, it makes sense. They're <laughs> aliens. Who knows what they can do, right? True. <laughs> yeah. But could he communicate with the plant through telepathy? Can plants communicate? Are Trees plants supposedly communicate with each other. If a tree dies, it supposedly sends out some sort of signal to the other trees in the area to uh, strengthen their defenses. That blew my mind. That is crazy. It is crazy. I, I never knew that. That's I crazy. I don't know if that's ac if, how we can actually prove that. Well, I don't know that we can, but it is an interesting theory. Exactly. Maybe some <laughs> scientist people... They also found out that he was from the Zeta Reticuli star system, which is... The what, same. Yeah. Oh. So, that ba kind of backs up what Bob Lazar said. Unless it's all a hoax and Victor was just saying things. It's very... Well... Victor did his research if he was saying things. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> There'll be more credibility if I use this star system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Back to the EBEs. Hmm. They apparently discussed during their interviews slash interrogations 
They discussed minor technological things about the UFOs, but apparently they had an easier time explaining more spiritual ideas, which I think is crazy. I read everything about this is crazy. Yeah. But I feel like... (laughs) I feel like higher life forms would understand what's most important in life, which really is not machinery. (laughs) You're probably right, yeah. And, like, the grand scheme of things... Higher life forms would probably understand connecting your mind, body, and spirit is the most important thing in life. You're probably right. It's interesting to me because it says that aliens have a sense of spirituality, which I hadn't thought about before. I had heard that before as well, which begs the question of higher life forms, higher thinking, better understanding of the of the important things on the list. I just dumbed it down for everyone here. It just seems like in all the um, media surrounding aliens that aliens are so technology-minded. Like, they know so much, but they're not really emotionally intelligent. Yes! Yes. (laughs) Like, empathy is not a feeling that they're supposed to have. No, it may... Yeah, that's kind of what the media has painted them out to be. So I think it's really reassuring if this is true that they have a sense of spirituality and empathy and supposedly empathy. Spirituality yeah. doesn't necessarily guarantee empathy. However, no. I'd like to hope that spirituality would put importance on all matters of life. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. Anyways, EBE sadly died from unknown causes. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why. (laughs) I'm sure it's not because they entered his protected room. Sorry, not to be rude or disrespectful. (laughs) It didn't seem super safe. He wasn't wearing a suit or breathing space air. From what we know. That's true. That he could have taken it off for the interview, I suppose. If If anyone related to the EBE is listening... My sincere sorrow does go out to your family. <laughs> That's it. I'm very sorry that anything happened. We I'm feel very bad. Sorry. We feel we for feel Evie. Bad. We like Evie. He's cute. Well, he's interesting looking. He has beautiful eyes. He has very he big, beautiful eyes. He or she has beautiful eyes. Or it. Or they. We don't... We Should don't. we just refer to the EBE as Evie? Evie. Evie. Little Evie. No. Oh, that that's much more hard. Poor Evie. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about something crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure we all remember oh, the, the good old days. The good old days. Before 2020 hit. And, and everything just, was awful. Everything was awful. <laughs> everything is just so awful. Um, but before, things were awful in a different way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A less bad way. Poten- less, potentially. Less bad. Less bad. So, Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. So, on September 20th, 2019, a man started a Facebook event. It was just a joke, but quickly got out of hand when 2 million people RSVP'd to Storm Area 51. I'm actually pretty sure that, like, all of this sort of came into play while I was on vacation, and I was sort of reading everything... (laughs) <laughs> over the news and I wasn't at home and I was like the world is falling apart I'm gonna die not at home because everyone is losing their minds <laughs> this is one of those memes that just like kind of goes oh. too far to the point that apparently the FBI actually showed up at his house Oh, pretty wild the plan was for a festival like party called Alien Stock um, that sounds, it's like Coachella but it's like Coachella. not probably less drugs more shrooms. <laughs> Definitely so much more shrooms. Everybody's out of their goddamn mind. You gotta see the light <laughs> to, to, to connect. You gotta. Exactly. Anyway, the creator quickly abandoned this idea due to security concerns, but the ball was already rolling. Oh, that's a very bad sign. Yeah. Oh, dear. So it was kind of out of his hands at this point, but what actually happened after Alien Stock got cancelled was a what looked like the lamest festival ever. Yes, there were a couple of crazy-looking people. From what I can recall, there were some people dressed up like an alien. There were some people dressed up like um, Alien Stock and Coachella had a baby. 
And there are some people that just kind of printed out an a picture of an alien on a t-shirt. Very widespread among the 150 people, yeah. approximately, that actually showed up. I've gotten conflicting reports. Again, some people said, like, few hundred. Some people said only 150. Not many people showed up. Yeah, so everybody, even though it looked really super lame, everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves. That's even true. The, Everyone was smiling in the pictures. Yeah, even the military officers that were... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they were armed military officers just standing by the gates, and everybody's just like, I'm gonna run at it, and they're like, no, you aren't, I'll shoot you. Don't be dumb. Try me. Try me. I'm the one with the machine gun. And the authority to do so. Yeah. <laughs> that... What can we say except for that happened? Yep. Yeah, that happened. Yep. Okay, let's talk about some ali the theories about surrounding theories. Area 51. Ooh. So, obviously, there's theories that alien spacecraft is stored there. Right. Yeah. There's also theories that... I'm sure there is someone that believes that it's simply military-grade equipment that's stored there. Mm -hmm. Which... Could be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some military equipment there. I'm sure there's some, but, like, it's probably mostly aliens. Probably. So, like, was Area 51 created as a way to test spacecraft, and then people just thought it was aliens, or was it as created as a way to cover up the aliens and say it's military spacecraft? Actually, interesting. There are a couple ways to look at this. What if Area 51 somehow, in a test, they figured out that it's something like the Bermuda Triangle, or it has some weird energy that no one can really explain, or prove, or disprove. And they, after testing there, thought, maybe we can talk to aliens, and built Area 51. Or vice versa, they saw, um, wow, there's literally nothing here. Why don't we build a secret base so we can do whatever we want? Because who goes to the middle of the desert to do anything? Kind of like there's an island somewhere <laughs> where they they tested nukes. And really? Yeah, and it's uninhabitable. I forget now where it is, but if I remember, I will tell you. It was a small island, or a series of islands, and they used it for testing, and they damaged it so badly that there's no fish there. You cannot live there. Um, whatever part, like, whatever country they're a part of, it's banned for you to actually go there, because it's not safe. Yeah. Um, and there were residents that lived there that had defects from the radiation, so this could have been also something like that. Like, oh, there's no one here. Let's test things, because yeah. we're not going to hurt anyone. That <laughs> makes sense. There's really three sort of options. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that before, but it makes sense. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to be... Who's going to be out there? Could be that. Could be anything. We don't know. This is true. Clearly speculation. <laughs> Clearly it. speculation. There's another theory kind of adjacent to this, that they have meetings with aliens there. So the aliens oh. actually show up, and this is where they kind of have their get-togethers with the government. And negotiate the space trade. Yeah, which is kind of a crazy idea. I don't not believe it, but I kind of think it's crazy. I wouldn't put it past. I could possibly see it actually being real. Mm -hmm. So that's another theory. <laughs> trying to think of more to say about that besides aliens exist and they are at Area 51. So, do you think that from what we have been shown from Area 51, like what the media has portrayed to us, what Victor and Bob portrayed to us, that they, it's like a, not communal and pleasant, but they're not holding aliens against their will. They're not trapping aliens and testing them. They're they're just having, like, a human interaction with them and saying, yeah, no, let's get to know each other and talk. And not with me, though, with my yeah. telepathy-inclined <laughs> friend here. Well, I think there's two <clears throat> ways that that could go. Either we have been communicating with them for years... 10,000 years and now we respect them and things are communal and equal because we know that they could blow us up if they wanted to. That is a good point. There's also another way we, we could go where maybe communication started 
in Roswell in 1970 or whenever that was. Ooh. Now, we just learned about them, and because of our gov- or they seem a little bit um, high and mighty. They might believe that they can test on aliens and treat them however they want. And possibly a little hasty, maybe? A little bit hasty. Quick to, um, you know... Pull the draw. Is that the saying? Pull the draw. Quick to draw. Quick to draw. <laughs> That's draw quick your to the draw. To the draw. Right. That works. I was going to say, what if Roswell was the first contact? They came to Area Fifty One. It went poorly, and they tried to retreat instead of starting an intergalactic war. And the military went no. And shot them down, and that's why there's those scraps that Roswell felt. They said um, it was a weather balloon, but it was there was something there. Yeah, and he saw, right? Didn't he say that he saw lights or something I, as he was I didn't driving? Really do that much research about okay, Roswell? That's okay, from what I remember <laughs> about the Roswell incident, I'm pretty sure he was driving in his car, and all of a sudden he saw something like fly and crash. Okay. Um, and then when he finally got to the location, all that was left was the piece that he was able to pick up and take with him. Right, okay. Um, so, what if that was an alien trying to retreat instead of start a war, and the government said, absolutely not, we can take you, and thinking that they might be going to get reinforcements or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was the first contact, and now perhaps we've become better. Okay, back um, to the theories. <laughs> I do think because the of the fact that they had an easier time apparently explaining spiritual ideas and there didn't seem to be any signs of weapons in their in the spacecraft that apparently Bob Lazar worked on, maybe mm-hmm. they're not that Ooh. type of species. Maybe they're more of a that peaceful is, species, you know? That is a really good thought. Because yeah, he did only work on the smaller mm-hmm. aircraft. You might be right. They might be part of a peacekeeping sort of race. Which would kind of explain maybe that's why we haven't been blown up, even though they're obviously not treating him that well. That is true. That's very true. It's all speculation, but until we piss off the wrong the alien wrong race, maybe species. the praying mantises aliens. Praying mantis mantises actually are very scary. I don't know if you've ever had an encounter with a praying mantis, but they will attack you. They honestly will. If you get too close to them, even if they're like this big, they will go for your face. That's scary. So, moving on from aliens, some other things that could be happening at Area 51 is that maybe they are testing weapons, like weather control type of weapons, or things that go against the Geneva Convention. Things that they don't want any other person to know about, or any other countries to know about. So that's one theory. that's kind of crazy. Another theory is that they could be developing time travel and teleportation technology I hope that's what they're doing. Me too. I hope that's what they're focusing on, either time travel Mm -hmm. or underwater exploration. With or without the help of reverse engineering alien spacecraft, they could be doing that. We have enough geniuses here on Earth Mm -hmm. that I'm sure we could find something really unimaginable. Probably. I do think that they probably killed trespassers and covered it up. Oh, definitely believe that. Definitely. Maybe that's what the Bermuda Triangles thing is. There's another secret base there. People are just, you know, stumbling on it and then getting punished. You're probably right. That's crazy. Okay. But yeah, I think that they probably almost definitely covered it up and killed people. There's a lot of people that have disappeared. Yeah. Disappeared. Like, no bones... No clothes, backpacks. Yeah. Like, just gone. I couldn't really find anything online of people claiming that their loved ones had been shot by the government trying to get into Area 51, but I'm sure it's happened. It hasn't not happened. <laughs> if it's happened to you or your loved one, please contact Reach us. Reach out, please. We would we love to hear from you. We won't pressure you. Is that it for the theories? I think so. Okay. So what do you think about Area 51? What do you think's happening there? Your opinion. My opinion is that it's definitely a little shady. I truly believe that there is more going on there than they tell us. Um, So considering that, I think it's very plausible that they are hiding things from outer space. Whether that includes things that are living from outer space or simply space 
objects. So you think it's more than just a place to test military aircraft? I definitely believe so. I think testing military aircraft would also involve the testing of the mechanics involved in dropping bombs or poison or things deadly to living species on the earth, which they could do in the desert, but isn't it close? It's close enough that honestly a whole bunch of people went there, 150 people Mm -hmm. went there, and they were able to get there, and they didn't die on the trek there, so it's not that far in the desert that you can't, that you can't get to it, which doesn't seem like the best place to be testing really dangerous materials. Probably also not the best place to have aliens. Also (laughs) true. (laughs) What are your thoughts, Tash? I think that at some point they did have alien technology, I think that it's very likely that Bob Lazar was one of the scientists who has worked on it. I do believe that maybe in 2013 or possibly before, they decided to move the aliens somewhere else and not keep them at Area 51 anymore. So now that everybody knows about it, like, mm-hmm. I don't believe that the government would just be okay with having everybody know where the aliens are kept. Would the government also have the opinion, is it possible that they might have the opinion of, oh, we'll just get more guns? Very likely. I think that if they do have aliens there, that they keep them underground. Do you think, actually, isn't there an underground city or a city built somewhere in some desert-like place where the top of all the buildings look like cracked desert ground? I've never heard of that before, but we need to do a podcast on that. You've never heard of that before? No. Girl. So that was Area 51. So next time, what are we going to do? Next time, we're still undecided as to what direction we'd like to take for our next installment. Could be true crime related. It could be the fact that trees have telepathy. (laughs) Or maybe the hidden underground desert city. Or something else that we didn't touch on in this installment. There's lots of things we could do. There's lots of things we could do. And we will be back to tell you more about things and drink more wine. Thank you for (laughs) listening to Weird Things and Wine. Shall we cheers out? Yes, let's. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, we did it. (laughs) All right, now stick around if you want to hear some bloopers. (laughs) This is so exciting. Okay. But nobody's going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. (laughs) Our facts can be slightly askew. Yeah, and they probably are. We are just thriving out here in 2020. Thriving. The energy still stands, even if the statement was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Unless this is a disaster and we never do another one. I think we should, even if it is a disaster, because I'm on. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> this is so fun. It is actually really, really fun. Oh, that was funny. We'll add that to the papers. <laughs> <laughs>